ears and hearts that listen to your word, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. God. Okay. Wow. The word of the Lord today. Thank you, Father. It's a simple word, but it's very powerful. Romans 10, verse 17. We're all very familiar with this verse. We read it, we speak it, but sometimes it takes a while to digest. Verse 17. So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. My topic to you today is faith and the word of God. We cannot move without it. We cannot exercise our faith without reading the word. The word is the most powerful tool that we have. The word of God is our sure foundation. The word of God is what keeps us. It was the word that created the universe. God spoke the word and the universe was formed. He spoke the word and the heavens were made. He spoke the word and the stars was made. And Jesus said in his word, I come in the volume of the book. He said, I am the word. I am the word. Ezekiel had a vision and he said, now Ezekiel, you eat the word. In order for you to prophesy my word, you need to have your word, my word on the inside of you. Therefore, you need to eat the word. And many of us today, we bypass the word. We don't read it often enough. And then when we come into situations and challenges, we don't have the strength to fight. In order for you to have the strength to fight, we need to have the word on the inside of us. The word must be at the very tip of our tongue. It is the word that carries us through the challenges, the storms, the trials. It's the word that embedded us in salvation. Without the word, we are like a, a wind or a boat on a sea being tossed. Without the word, our minds are confused. Without the word, we don't know which way to turn. But when the word of God is our foundation, then we can fight any storm. When the word of God is within us, we know the direction we're going to take. When the word of God is evident in our lives, many will see the word the word is Jesus. Amen. amen. So please just say amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. I need to know that you're you're not dead, but you're lively stone. Amen. Amen. Everything is based on the word, and everything revolves around the word. Romans 10 verse 38 says, Now the just shall live by faith. Now, when the word is embedded into us, then faith comes into operation. Because when we have faith in the word, we are strong. When we have faith in the word, nothing moves us. When we have faith in the word, we can be seen as lively stones unto God. When we have faith <coughs> in the word, we are justified by faith. If we are justified by faith, therefore faith needs to be active in our lives, in our relationship with the Lord. Let's look at Romans, sorry, Hebrews 11. <coughs> we know it very well, but we don't know it. We read it but we don't see it. So today I pray that your ears will be opened and your eyes will come alive. Your heart and mind will also come alive to the word of God because we are moving into a new era. And the new era is we are moving into a season of faith. The Lord is depending on us to stand. The enemy is raging around us but we need to have faith to stand. If we don't have faith to stand, then we are weak Christians. But the word says we are strong. The word says we are powerful. The word says we are justified by faith. The word says that God in the midst of us makes us who we are. So we need to have faith in these last days. We can see in this era so much is happening around us. So much we can see, we can hear. Social media fills us with all sorts of things the enemy is doing. But where is our faith? God is depending on us. Hebrews 11. Now faith is a substance of things hoped for. It is the evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You may not see it, but your faith can see it, and that's where we begin. Have you seen Christ on earth? But yet you believed. That's faith. Simplicity. You haven't seen him with your eyes, but yet you believe he existed. You believe he came. You believe he died on the cross. We believe that as Christians. That's our faith. God says I've given us a measure of faith. Each one of us have a measure of faith. And now, when we come to our Red Seas, we crumble. No, that's when your faith needs to get into gear. 
Your faith needs to be energized every time you meet a Red Sea in your life. I've had many. And when I stand at the Red Sea, say, God, I need your help. You delivered Israel, now deliver me. My faith now comes into action. And it's the most beautiful thing when you are in a situation and God has delivered you. With his outstretched arm, the same arm he used to deliver Israel, the same arm he used to deliver you today. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. Therefore, we as Christians need to have faith daily. Daily. It's the substance of things hoped for. By faith, we understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God. It is by faith we understand that Christ died on the cross. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. And it goes on. But I want to bring you down to verse 7. By faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen. We seek the Lord daily for a prophetic word. It may take two days to materialize. It may take a year. But by faith, we believe the word of God. By faith, we believe that it is to come. The prophetic word over this ministry, I will make you an apostolic house. It is to come. So we believe by faith. And we pray it into being by faith. If we do not pray it into being, it may take a bit longer, do you not think? We need to fuel it. Yes? Back in the Caribbean, we have fires and we we you know we fan the fires, we say, so that we fuel it so that it will be ignited. It's the same in the church of God today. We need to keep fanning it. And how do we do that? In prayer. We need to increase our faith through prayer in order for God to move on this land or in any other nation, we need to fuel it by faith in prayer. Amen? Amen. Mm. Thank you, Jesus. By faith, Noah walked. God said, Noah, build an ark. Build an ark. You see, today we will wait for the evidence. Today we will look for the evidence. Today we want to analyze it. Today we want to see it. We want it now. But Noah lived years believing the word of God by faith. He believed the word and he acted by faith. And he told everyone, come into it. Come, come, come. There's going to be going to rain. It's going to rain. Come into the ark. Oh, you silly man. Rain? It's dry. It's not going to happen. How many times have we been in this situation when we take God at his word and everybody else is saying, I don't think God will say that. I really don't think God will even tell you to even move from here to there. I don't think God will tell you to move church. I don't think God will tell you to move home. I don't think he would speak to you like this. How many times have we been in this situation and the whole point of the enemy getting us off course is so that God will not get the glory. But if we stay on course, no matter what is thrown at us, think of an obstacle race. You're moving forward, and everything is coming at you. And when you reach that point at the end, how you feel inside, you think, I made it. 
I stand the test. I went through the storm. I've made it. When you do that, God is glorified. He must get the glory. One thing I remember Phil saying to me recently, he said, it's not about titles. It's not about fame. It's about the cross. It's about Jesus. It's about Jesus. That's what matters. It's Jesus. So Noah waited and waited and waited. He prepared an ark for the saving of his household by which he considered the world and became heir of the righteousness which is according to faith. By faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he could receive as an inheritance. Many of us, sometimes we lose our way and we miss out on the inheritance that God has prepared for us. But by faith, we can achieve it if we hold on to the word of God. That's why we have to read the word of God daily. Know who you are in Christ. Know what the Bible says you are. Build your faith up in the word. It's the word that carries us. What does the word say about me today, Lord? I'm blessed. Yes, I am right. I am the righteousness of God. I'm also the seed of Abraham. So by faith, my father Abraham journeyed. He left his father's home by the word of God. At the word, he left. He walked out. When he walked out, God carried him. You see, sometimes we think we need to be, um, the minute God speaks, we're moved. But no, the minute God speaks, you go into prayer. You need to test it. You need to know this is really a word from God. You don't just walk out and say, well, God said I should do this, and, you know, therefore I, I'm just going to wait. You need to test the faith, test the word, at God at his word. Did God speak or was it the enemy? He sounded nice to Eve. <laughs> he sounded so genuine. When I moved out to be a pastor, I remember I went to my pastor and said, the Lord said I should um, uh, start a ministry. He wouldn't tell you to do that. On your own, Yes, that was what I saw, I heard, I had a dream. No, 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 he wouldn't tell you to do that. This is where you belong, this is where you stay. You see, if I did not have a dream, if God did not visit me and tell me in a dream to go, where would be my faith? But because I had had a dream, I saw the Lord taking me out and bringing me into a new place. I had the surety that what I was doing was right. So I had to stand to my past and said, I'm sorry, but no, I have to do this because God said so. And I went out. 18 years later, I'm here. You need to know for yourself by the word of God what God is saying to you. Because each one of us belongs to him. And if we belong to him, therefore we are no longer our own. 
we do not make decisions on our own. Abraham didn't. He walked out. I just love it. Abraham believed God and moved. And when he moved out, God blessed him. You see, when you stand still sometimes, God says, well, I've called you to the mission field and you're still waiting. <coughs> Do you know how many people, how many born-again Christians are still sitting, waiting for God to divinely move them? It's when you get up and move, then God blesses. Then he increases. Then he adds. But if you stay still, still sitting. In order to receive it, Abraham had to move out. So when he moved out, God increased and blessed him by faith. What does it mean to have faith? It simply means relying on not on yourself, but relying on God. Anytime we demonstrate faith, we're relying on him. And when we're relying on him, it is his responsibility to ensure that you do what he say you will do. And it is his responsibility to carry you through. Did you hear me? When you're relying on faith, you're not relying on man. Okay, let me flip it for you. When you fly in an aeroplane, you're relying on the pilot to take you from A to B. When you're sick, you go to the GP. You're relying on the GP to give you a diagnosis and also to give you tablets to take. We take out insurance for our cars, our homes. We take out insurance for our lives. We take out insurance for our pets. We take out insurance for our mobile phones. We insure and insure and insure so that nothing can go wrong. But do we really trust the Lord? Do we really trust God as we should? Do we really put our trust in him? Do we really say to him, God, I am wholly and solely looking to you. You are my source. It is you I believe in. It is at your word. I take you at your word. You are my strength each day. You are my healer. You are my living water. You are the one that I cling to when I'm weak. You are my high tower, strong tower. You are my right arm. It's much easier to follow the world system and take out insurance. But when I fly, that plane is covered with the blood of Jesus. Before I enter in, it is covered with the blood. Not only the metal, the pilot 
the crew, the seat is covered with the blood of Jesus. For there is power in the blood of Jesus. Amen? When I go in my car, every other car on the road is covered with the blood. Even the roads are covered with the blood. It's a lifestyle. When we become Christian, there's a lifestyle and a life change we must go through so that the world can see that Christ in us, the hope of glory, and that he will get the glory. He will be glorified, not me, but Christ. They need to see the difference, being a Christian, what it makes, what it is to be a Christian. The world needs to see that we are different. We are in the world, but we're not of the world. The world needs to know that we are heirs of the kingdom of God and that one day we're going to sit in heavenly places with him and then we shall come back in the new Jerusalem and reign with him. Are you looking forward to that or have you not read that part yet? <laughs> Amen? If you don't read the word, you will not be strengthened enough to stand the test and the storm. For the storm is coming and it's raging. An apostolic house is a house that lives by faith. Are you ready? Are you ready to walk the walk and talk the talk as the word of God says? Genuine faith relies on God. So Abraham journeyed. Amazing man whose builder and maker is God. Is God your builder? And is he your maker? Then you need to walk by faith. And walking by faith means you hear God's voice. Like Moses. Moses was a murderer. He committed a murder. And when he committed the murder, God didn't just cast him off, and God didn't say, Phew. Look down on him. But God promoted him. There are many murderers in prison today that God has saved. Are we ready to receive them? Are we really ready to give the love of Christ, even though we know that that person has taken a life? God died for everyone. He sent his son, Jesus, to die. And I, I want to thank you for receiving us in the way that you have. Because every one of us feels the love in here. And I will continue to remind you it is genuine love. Don't lose it, please. Because there are more coming that will need that love. Just to give someone a hug each day means a lot. Thank you, Father. The widows, the orphans, the widowers. God has a heart for them. Oh, thank you, Father. God knows what we need and he knows what we want. But there are times when he'll say, wait a while, and there are times when he gives it immediately. But by faith, all things are possible. 
when we move in faith, walk in faith, speak in faith, God immediately steps in and acts because we are pleasing him. For without faith, it's impossible to please him. Instead of taking Abraham's son, when God said, I will bless you with a son. And we heard it last week when um, Daphne ministered the word last week. And Sarah laughed about it. Oh, I'm too old. Finished. Would my husband and I come together again? But the word of God said this. I noted it last week. I didn't see it before. And God visited Sarah. God must always honor his word. I encourage you today, go back, check out every word God has given to you. Go back and check it. Hold on to it and lift it back to him and say, God, you said this. You said it, Lord. Now do it. I love to speak to God in that way. You said it, now perform it. You said you will never put me to shame. Your word will accomplish that which has come out of your mouth. It will not go back to you, so do it. I encourage you today to go back and check your words, your prophetic words, word of encouragement, and see what God has said to you. And God said to Abraham, don't touch the child. Now I know that you have faith in me. See, God tests our faith. But he tested Abraham's faith. He tested Abraham's faith to see really would he take the life of Isaac, the one son that I've said to him that he can have. He said, don't touch him. I've prepared a lamb. Have you been tested in this way? If you haven't, I've got news for you. You will be. Because the seasons are changing. Time is changing. And as Christians, we God needs to know whether we will lay our lives down for him or not. Are you willing to die or are you just happy being a nicey Christian? God will test us to the limit just to see whether we will make the journey. He tested Abraham. That was a, some people say, wow, that was hard. Yes, it was hard, but God needed to know. Who are you? Will you kill the gift that I've given to you? Would you not remember I said I will give you this child? Would you hesitate or would you not do it? There are times when God tests us to see what we will do. Will we surrender? 
and we will see. Abraham's life was full of faith. We must let God's word and his Holy Spirit radically <coughs> transform our way of thinking. In this day and age, we need to be radical. And we, we misunderstand sometimes. We, as Christians, sometimes can be misunderstood. But we need to be radical for Christ. Do you not agree? Hope Community Church, God is depending on us. He's looking to us. He's looking to us to bring change in this community. Radical change. For people are broken. People are bruised. People are destitute. And the work we're doing here is a great work. But we need all hands on deck. He needs all hands on deck, not Pastor Phil. God needs us. God needs us to roll up our sleeves and say, yes, Lord. Or are we too comfortable? But let us be like Abraham. Forsake all and move out for Christ. Amen. Amen. Our programming must come from the word of God. We cannot program our minds. In fact, we're programming our minds with far too much rubbish today, really. We need to program our minds with the word. The word of God. Amen. And I'm going to conclude here by saying there are three ways To increase your faith. You may ask, well, how do I do that? Romans 10, verse 17. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. So then, faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. God's word is the seed that grows the faith. Faith within us needs growing. It's like a flower. Plant the seed, and the plant becomes, the seed becomes a flower. God's word is the seed that grows our faith. Knowing his promises that God says about us, about our life, about Jesus, the plan for eternal life, won't transplant themselves into your brain without faith. Become familiar with the Bible, become familiar with the word of God, and your faith will grow. This will give us the basis of growing or increasing our faith. Point two, heed the word. In James 22, verse, James 1, verse 22, if we fail to heed what we are reading and ignore what God is telling us, then our faith grows stagnant. Number three, test the word. Don't always just accept it, but test it. 
ask the Lord to confirm what he's saying. Constantly check, is this of you, Lord? And if you ask, you will receive. That's what the word says. So ask. As you test or act on what God says and experience God's blessing, your faith will grow. The process of testing the measure of faith you have may involve trials and difficulties. How can you increase your faith in these circumstances? Consider it pure joy, as James says. Remember the Lord giving me that exact word when I was about to leave New Life. He said, consider it joy, my brothers and sisters. Whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Praise God. Would you just, let us just pray. I'd like to pray with you before I close. Just a short prayer. Heavenly Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, we ask you today to increase our faith as we learn to depend on you and trust you more and more. Help us to crave your word. Help us to read it, heed it, study it, test it, so it can truly become part of our lives. We long to be doers and not hearers. Lord, we desperately need more of you and less of ourselves. Kill our flesh, Lord. And let the Spirit of God rise up on the inside of us. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness in always keeping your word. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.